Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome, everybody. Episode 58 of Movie Sucktastic. Hello. I am not here. You are not. Well... I am not here. Right now, you are. I, I, well, I'm not. But at the time that this posts, you won't. I, I, you're correct. You will I'm be not. in another state on the opposite side of the country. Right. For the first time ever. For the first time ever. I'm a big homebody. Yeah, me too. But yeah, we, we are recording this... Uh, Post haste? No, that's not right. In absentia, cl- uh, close, kinda. We're we're doing this ahead of time. Uh, we're recording this episode a week ahead. While we just recorded the one you just heard last week, and now we're just recording this one right. now. So if you listen to episode fifty-seven and fifty-eight back to back, it's it's seamless. Right, because now is now, and and then is now. But now now that you listen to this now, then is then. When will then be now? But then is now for you. Soon. Right. <laughs> So, so uh, since I'm not going to be around, I'm going to be in California for a week uh, training for my new job. So we decided to record this in advance. And I'm going to try to call in while I'm out there and yep. give a little snippets. Uh, so if you've already heard me on my phone calls, this is a moot point, and I'm explaining stuff you already know. That's right. <laughs> Which is pretty much what we do half the time. So yeah. You know, we're not breaking the mold or anything here. Right. Uh, so, so we're going to play this a little freestyle episode. We're just going to talk about stuff we watched in, in the past. Yeah, this is a this is going to be a what we've seen episode. We've Kinda done this uh, once before, and I like doing it. I really do. Every now and then, it's good just to kick back, shoot the shit, and say, you know what I saw last week. And because the problem is, since we do the podcast now, when Joey and I meet or talk, uh, every time we go to talk about something we've seen, it's always, oh, you know, save that for the podcast. So we <laughs> we yeah. actually hold. We have to hold back half the time about what, talking casually about stuff we've seen. Now it's a chance to do it and just make you listen to us ramble. Pretty much. That, more or less. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <laughs> do you want to start by throwing out a film or do you want me to start? I want you to start. Okay. Uh, a film that uh, I've seen very recently. Only, very recently. Only maybe three or four days ago. Wait, you know what I haven't seen recently? What's that? Ghost Dad. <laughs> oh, I yeah. have it. I, I just not watching it. Yet. I, I I know. I I understand. I actually I approached Scott and I said, "Listen, you just got the new job. 
You just got the, the cool new job. You're training for it. They're flying you out to California. I know the movie challenge is Ghost Dad. I know all three of our listeners want to hear that. No, that's not that's not fair. That's not fair to <laughs> Well, the maybe listeners. if they fucking emailed or voicemailed us. Hey, all, all that matters is the, the gigabytes of de- bandwidth downloaded on a regular basis. It's a fucking lot of bandwidth. It is. And I'm just wondering where the fuck everybody is. They're out there listening to the show. You know, let me tell you something. If you really did listen to the end of episode 57 and the beginning of 58, it Uh really fucking is seamless. (laughs) Because I think I pretty much had this exact rant at the end of 57. And like I said, like a couple episodes ago, I I can't get angry anymore. The fact that our, our listeners aren't reviewing us on iTunes because I listen to four podcasts religiously that I love with all my heart. And I've never reviewed them. <laughs> I haven't even bothered to swing by and give them a star. I just, I just, I just greedily suck them off of the internet and listen to them. And yeah. Then, so. I, I, yeah. Whenever you remind me of that, I always kind of like you know simmer down. Dude, they they love us. That's why that's why uh, we're being downloaded regularly. Yes, I think you're right. So don't be so mean to them just because they got better things to do than to stroke our egos. <laughs> we can stroke each other just as easily. We, you know what. We haven't done that in a while. We should do that soon. Well, I'm going to be away for a week, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll be thinking about you. Nice. The hotel. Oh, sweet. I mean, we are going to Cinematic Titanic together. Oh, cannot wait for that. It, is, uh, it is a date May. that I'm very much looking forward to. May, right? March. March. Sooner than you think. Much sooner than I think. I mean, it's two and a half months. That's it. That's nothing. It's Cinematic Titanic. Now the uh, now the official... Uh, uh, on a, the official... Um, Sponsor, but we're not really getting any money from them at all. But we're just gonna, we're just gonna mention them a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what we do have to do is pick out where we're gonna go to dinner that night. Oh, got to do something good. Well, what's the film you were gonna mention before I cut you off about Ghost Dead? <laughs> uh, it's The Hangover Two. Oh, I have not seen that. Oh, yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I have not. Well, actually, you have seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that, that kind of yes. Recycled jokes. Now, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed the film. I did. But there is so much that is just the same as the first film. There is absolutely no new ground broken in this movie whatsoever. Whatsoever. You watch this movie from beginning to end, and you're like, oh, saw that already, did that already. Are they really doing this? I can't believe how much is the same. It's it's one of those old. Uh, it worked so well the first time. Let's just do it again. You know, I'm yes. on the uh, I'm on the IMDb, and what Uh-oh. I want to do is read the first paragraph, and that's all you need to know about this movie. Uh, it got a six point six out of ten on IMDb, and the subject of this review is it happened again, and again, and it says greetings again from the darkness. Two years ago, director Todd Phillips presented a highly creative, hilarious, raunchy, unique film comedy called The Hangover. And now he does it again. He presents the same film again. I am unsure whether this is a sequel or remake. The only substantial change is the setting, Bangkok instead of Vegas. That is so true. I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little hoarse. I am a little bit sick. You're choking back a sob, sir. <clears throat> yeah, this is what it sounds heart. like. I'm a little froggy. Sorry. But no, that, that is exactly right. The It is literally the same movie. I don't even have to review it. 
Because not, if anyone's just seen The Hangover Part 1, you've seen this movie. It's and shocking it- how much is the same. I don't know how they got away with it. I mean, it made $254 million, so it was a huge hit because people enjoyed the first one and they flocked to this one. But if they make a Hangover 3, it better be goddamn different or else it's going to fucking tank. Yeah, uh, well, you know, well, again, I mean, they're going to make a three and made 250 million. They're going to make a three. Paranormal activity. How how much different was that? The sequels? It wasn't. They were really not. Yeah. I mean, you're and eh, I don't know what you expected, sir. Although, you know what? If you made the bet with me for paranormal activity four, you know, it's like, you know, the first two bets, oh, it's going to make this much this week. I don't know it's going to make this much. And I won both of them. Yeah. You might actually win. Paranormal Activity Four, because I think people are generally going to be tired of it. But what if it's the, this? If it's the same thing again? Well, what's the alternative? Saw's done. Final uh, Final Destination's done again. No, it's not um, done again. You think yeah, they're done is. again? They they they, they, they said they up. were done with four. But this, but if you have you seen five yet? No. Well, when you see five, you'll see they actually wrap it up. Oh really? Believe it or not, they actually wrap it up. Even though the screenwriting, our our uh, our guy from the thing. The screen reading so lazy that he even gives up on the whole idea of trying to have the kids discover anything and just has the Candyman guy walk up and say, uh, here's the plot and here's what you have to do, and walk away again. Oh, God, really? <laughs> it's that bad. Uh. But, but the deaths are still cool, so it's fun. But no, they, they wrap it up. I, I really think that's the last one. I remember hanging out with Chuck. We, we watched, um, uh, fuck, the one with George Clooney. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That's not... Oh, yeah, George Clooney. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And Final Destination 2 was just coming out. And mm-hmm. he just praised the hell out of it. And we're like, come on, it's a sequel. And it doesn't look good. And it was great. And he said well, the, the they were uh, going over the top with the gore, with the, with the deaths. And when they asked them to cut it back, it was kind of the old Andy Kaufman thing where it's like, I need three minutes of this. I need three minutes of this. Well, I can only give you 30 seconds. Okay, I'll take it. I only wanted 15. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it was kind of like with that, with the gore. Mm-hmm. Um, but as with everything, it gets tired. So I'm but, not surprised that it was lazy script writing and, and just a lazy film. And the deaths yeah. were cool. The deaths are always cool. Right. And I think it's the, the one thing that the, the series, even, even by the fifth one, they were kind of running out of steam when to do it. At least they realized after the first one, because the first one I still say was a, a very well written horror film. As far as like, it had a real plot to it. Yeah. And and like the whole idea, the whole the, for a horror film, it dealt with the concept of survivor guilt after like a, a, a horrific plane uh, explosion. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bring this up again, uh, but the whole idea of survivor guilt and how people, how complex that is to deal with the fact that you like you didn't die when everybody else did. Right. It handled it so well for what was just should have been like a, a your normal cheesy horror film, and then coming out of that, they said, you know what, we're not even going to come close to that. All we're going to do is fuck with people about how they're going to die because the cat's out of the bag now, and all it is now is a game to see who guesses what first. Right. And they, they they ran with that for quite a while, and they don't really they they barely hold it up in the fifth one. But it's, it's yeah, it ran out of steam, but it was still enjoyable, still fun. Okay, all right. If they, if they I think they should have stopped it with the fourth one, but the fifth one, eh, it's good, it's fun. You know, just because I'm curious. Um, yeah. How often are you gonna have to fly, or is it just for this one thing? 
Uh, it, it, it uh, not too often. Oh, okay. Um, the, if, if they're lo- close enough, I can drive. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I'm. Well, I mean, have... a lot of what you're going to be doing is remote, remote access, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. It's only it's only when they want uh, an in-house uh, personal trainer for the software. Uh, I might actually be set up for one in Massachusetts on the thirtieth. Oh. But yeah, no, me flying will not be a uh, a regular thing. It'll be an, an occasional thing. Who knows? Although they, they are talking about uh, possibly Canada in the near future. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I might be traveling a little bit this year. This could be interesting. Cool. But I'm a people face. Nice. Say hello. You I got, noticed you have. I noticed well, you have a dog. Yeah, I do. Do you board that dog? No. I don't mean do you get on the dog. I mean, do you take the dog somewhere and put it? You know, never mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have a film? Uh. Or should I go uh, to my next one? Uh, let me roll down. I I I use Get Glue. Yeah, I see a lot of people using that lately. I, I dig it because it's an easy way for me just to say, okay, I'm watching this. And so it, it automatically tweets it for me or puts it on my Facebook. Right. And then I can go back later and say, oh, I watched this and this because I forget. I, you know, I, I've, my head's so full of films now. If you ask me what I watched like in the past month, I literally draw a blank because it's all swimming around up there. I'm the same way. I mean, it's my short-term memory is for shit. It really is. Now, but... you, know what I, yeah, you know what I finally saw just what, the other night? What, what's, wait, can I guess? been hounding me for years to watch this only because i saw it posted by get glue so there's well, you know a, then i know yeah well save then the machinist yes finally saw the machinist what'd you think brilliant it was great wasn't it brilliant uh I, I a lot of the symbolism and a lot of the clues that they put in the subtle clues i caught right away just because you know i i, I noticed stuff right you know i you know I, you're in the film enough you catch stuff that it's gonna pass by most people but it was still enjoyable. And tell me, how the fuck did Christian Bale not get nominated for an Oscar? You know, I, that's it's it's mind boggling. I mean, because it wasn't just a weight loss; it's a great performance. It was not only was it the 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 weight loss, but you're right; it was a great performance. And the fact that he even fucking did the weight loss should that alone, right there, should have at least been a nomination. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, what the fuck? The dude gets down to a hundred and what twenty pounds, hundred and thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, De Niro eats fucking you know pork sandwiches every day for like three months, and he gets an Oscar. Not that he wasn't good in Raging Bull, but losing that kind of weight a lot harder than gaining that kind of oh, weight. Yeah, right. And then and then gaining back for Batman right afterwards, and yeah, he gained a hundred pounds to go do Batman. Yeah, I, I mean, and it it was just mind boggling. Did you see uh, what <clears throat> that they're good, that Christian Bale's teaming up with them? Not yet. No, there was something else. Never mind. He's he's doing that film, The Hive. Why the director. That, why does that sound familiar? Because it's in hive. pre-production now. No, no, no. I mean, is that a remake? No. Then I don't know. But Brad Anderson, he. Damn it! I just read the news like an hour ago. He he slated the do. I think he's doing the Evil Dead remake. Christian Bale, no. No, Brad Anderson. Brad Anderson, he's the directing. Director. No, some Spanish dude is doing the Evil Dead remake. He's really? The, I th- yeah, remember I posted that video. He did a short did film of like robots like attacking uh, like L.A. That, yeah. or whatever. That then guy. It's somebody is- else. It's, it's somebody else then. Uh, now you know what you know what threw me when I was looking back at the other stuff that they've done. Let me see what he's slated for. Now, 
the the guy who wrote uh, the Machinist, mm-hmm. Scott Kozar. When you look at the four, uh, the four screenplays he wrote, for me it's a hit and miss on, on all of them. And the Machinist is the only original screenplay he's got out there. Oh really? Because he he also wrote the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot, which I was indifferent to. Okay. I was I I didn't think it was bad. I was just not impressed about it. It didn't really make me want to watch anything else like that. That was that. I remember that night I had rented that and I'd rented the Dawn of the Dead remake. And, oh, okay. Uh, and then I watched and I watched Texas Chainsaw first and I got all depressed. I was like, Yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe it's not fun watching kids getting killed. This is kind of dull and sad. And then I watched the Dawn of the Dead remake. I was like, Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> it really just you know the stark difference in reaction to those films. And then he he's also wrote the Amityville remake. Oh, okay. Which was just, you know... Well, I'm looking at it now. Brad Anderson to direct The High. Brad Anderson first wowed genre buffs with the clever thriller Session 9, set in a mental hospital. Which I did not care for. No, I didn't either. The biggest reason why... Wait a minute. What? I remember you defending that film. Possibly Mm. in a past episode. No. You said you liked it. Am I thinking of a different one? I, I like District 9. No, but session nine is that that's the one where they're working on that the uh, the abandoned building. Yeah, you I remember having discussions where you stood up for that film. Um, if if I stood up for it, it was only for the reason that it was filmed in a real mental hospital. Yeah, cause like a real abandoned one that's supposedly haunted. I, it was it had potential and and, and it was yeah. It, I didn't, there was some cool stuff I, to it. I didn't hate but, it. But I didn't but, really enjoy no, it either. I didn't. I didn't hate it either. I just felt that it, for it, it, pu- it held everything until the last half hour, and then just let loose. Right. And so, what, what, when it, it was trying to build up suspense and tension, it was really just like wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. All right now. And <laughs> it, I, it, it just felt that it was uneven. But I didn't think it was bad. Okay. But the writer also did uh, the crazies. Oh, we did. I like yeah, the crazies. Which, I enjoyed that. I yeah. thought it was a remake of a bad horror film. Yep. You know, and so, but then in the, he comes out of nowhere with the machinist and such a. I, I almost get the feeling that, because I read that they had trouble finding studio to take it, and the studio said it was too dark and too weird. Oh, really? I think part of it, too, was they, they looked back at this guy's stuff and said, all he's done is horror film remakes. Hmm. You know? And it's weird, too. He did. He, he wrote Texas Chainsaw 2003. Uh, no, well, all right, I'm wrong because Machinist came out before uh, Crazies and Amityville Horror. So that's yeah, it came out in 04. Yeah, I'm just I'm being stupid there. <laughs> but uh, it's not surprising too that because like, when you look, when you look at the Machinist and you say they say oh we didn't do it because it was weird and stuff. So yeah, but Fight Club was like dark and it was weird. I think what yeah. I think what scared a lot of studios away from it was the complete lack of levity in the film. There's really no light parts to that movie. No. It's all dark. It's there's very depressing. I mean, there's a shot of him just walking across the room, and it's he's so skin and bones. It just just that scene alone of him just walking across the room. You're like, oh god. It's, it's or big. when he's with uh, what's her face, um, the prostitute, played by mm-hmm. um, the fuck's her name? She was in Flesh and Blood. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Well, anyway, and he's like stretching and everything, and it's like, ooh, I can almost see your heart beating. It's painful. <laughs> it's painful just watching him talk yeah. in any scene. And also, I think what scared them away, the amount of symbolism in the film. 
There is a lot of symbolism yeah. in the film. Or how about the and it could the, be the book, even just the book he's reading, right? The idiot the, by Dostoevsky, right. exactly. And and then you have also crime and punishment is, is referenced in the film. Yep. And the film uh, the film has uh, the plot has a resemblance to Dostoevsky's um, um, the double. I never, for obvious I never read that. Uh, very similar, very similar oh, really? in, con- okay. in concept, very similar. So yeah, I mean that's going through it, and then there's so much going on in the film visually, s- symbolically, and metaphorically that I, I I don't know. I think it scares off. I, I think it scared him off as too intellectual. I think so. I think you're right. Sure. I would put it, I would put it almost on the same level as Revolver. Yes, a lot of people didn't get Revolver. Right, one of, one of the worst reviewed films too. Be- be- just because, the, uh, honestly, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit better than Revolver, as far as Revolver honestly gets to a point where it anger it, it, it can anger you because it's so smart. It's too smart for its own good. Right. Machinist is not too smart for its own good. It's just too dark for its own good. Well, Whereas yeah, I, th- Revolver- I think that's why it had a very, very limited release. But it did go theatrical. It did have a theatrical release. And that would have been good enough to give um, Christian Bale an Oscar nomination. Now, now, one one thing I have to say, I'm looking at the the movie poster now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Last scene of the film. Let me look at it. It's 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 like the, the next to last scene of the film. But yeah, you're right. But it doesn't give away anything. No, because it's just it's just so, his uh, profile. So it's allowed. This. So, but, but I just realized, yeah, that's motherfucker, <laughs> once again. <laughs> but yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't ruin anything. No, it's not. It's not like the uh, quarantine one. Yeah, the or <laughs> the minority. <laughs> you know what's weird too? The crazies movie poster is literally just a, a, that that one shot of the film with the, the pitchfork. Yeah, I mean that really became the iconic picture of that whole film like every trailer had that in it there's just something about that image that right. just resonates it's there's, there was like don't even bother do, do, do a new cover and just throw the, throw the pitchfork on there you know what's funny uh jennifer jason lee was the prostitute i couldn't remember but you know what's funny about the machine yeah last, last episode yeah <laughs> uh last episode we were talking about the january releases we were talking about movies released in January that the studios just didn't get. This is a January release. Came out January eighteenth, two thousand four. There you go. In the in the U.S. So I mean, again, just an, another misunderstood film. Studios didn't get it. Let's release it in January. And you know, I did not recognize in the film till afterwards when I was reading up on it. Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Yeah. I did not recognize him. Really, I I saw him immediately. You know what? I've never. I'm used to seeing him bald. Happiest one arm guy I've ever seen. But but the beard <laughs> threw me off big time. Oh, the, wasn't he just a goatee? It it was too much hair for him. It was too much. <laughs> I'm used to him with very very little hair, and he had way too much hair in that film for me. <laughs> I, I did not recognize him, and I couldn't look away from uh, Christian Bale. No, it's just it's like hip, hypnotic. You had to. But no, I finally saw that, and I, I again, it's one of those films I you put it off for so long. I was like, "Damn, I wish I'd watched this four years ago, five years ago. How, how many years ago was that? Six? Going on eight. Oh God! As a matter of fact, it came out January of '04. It is eight years old uh, next week. Oh Jesus! Eight years have been bugging me. I'm so I'm getting old. <laughs> 
God. Eight, wow, eight fucking years it took you to watch this movie. I suck. <laughs> that is a long time to, to you know what? I'm I'm approaching it's four years now. I still haven't watched Wanted. What? I still haven't watched it. Oh. Yeah, you gotta get on that. It was one of those movies where Mare is like, Oh, I wanna watch that with you. And then literally three years later, you can watch that on your own. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of feel bad now because I've been pushing you to watch that. And I, when you hold up the machinist, it's like, wh- no. Eight years I've been trying to get you to watch that one. But I mean, like, but I mean, like, as far as the quality of film. Oh yeah. Hold, holding the machinist, I, I enjoyed Wanted. I, I love the film, but I really can't hold it up the machinist. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. Very true. All right. Uh, moving on. I uh, I saw Super Eight not that long ago. Did not. I mean, I liked it, but so tr- overhyped. Yeah, no, definitely. But that really wasn't what my problem was. Uh-oh. My problem was, you know, I watched the trailer. The way the trailer was put together, with a lot of um, scenes from the movie, but with no sound, just music, and it just had this feel to it that I don't know why I really connected with, but it just made me really want to watch this movie it felt like it was a 70s film which is when it's supposed to take place um and it just it just i don't know it just i really saw the trailer and i'm like i have to see this movie and then i watched it and i enjoyed it but i didn't enjoy it the way i thought i was in my head i was expecting something different i knew it, it was a monster you weren't going to see and all that stuff but there was just something in my head, I w- it was just missing for me. You, you know, I can't. As I'm watching the film, all I can think of to myself is, was that Spielberg? Was that a Spielberg film? That was J.J. Abrams, J. J. Abrams, right? Abrams, but Spielberg produced it. Yeah, again, it's got it's got Spielberg's taint all over it. <laughs> and all I can see is, at some point, someone said, "Wouldn't it be cool if we did another ET?" <laughs> and that's all it really is. It's it's let's do another ET. No, you're right. You're right. But. Well, let's let's make it let's make an ET that's like dangerous, instead of lovable, and you know, let, oh, the kids are movie fans. Oh, the little inside again, Hollywood inside shit. I I fucking hate. <laughs> like, oh, the little and they're making their own film because they want to be filmmakers, and and you and oh, it's, I, I guarantee any interview is like, oh yeah, that back then I I had the same cameras that's so, oh fuck all of you really <laughs> really just go jerk off in a corner and, and and then come back and make a real film and stop with this schmaltzy uh, uh you know idolatrizing hollywood bullshit ah oh. but you liked it though i thought I, it wasn't bad no no again my my problem isn't the film itself it's the hype that was behind it yeah and 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 for me the the motivation behind it which just feels like it, well, it, it wasn't, oh, I have a good idea. It was, oh, we should do this kind of film. Let's come up with a script. Well, you know, they were touting it as, you know, a potential, like, super blockbuster, $300 million they were shooting for. It didn't do but anywhere near that. But it feels like that's what they were, like, again, I feel like that concept was before. I was like, okay, we need to do, let's do an E.T. type film. And then they come up with the idea and the script, and then they make the film. Right. And it really had that feel to it. It was like, yeah, I don't see where any of this was, like, inspired by anything except... Like filming something in that era, right, right. You know, and no, and right. and whatever, and any any plot aspects that you care to bring up, go ahead, bring one up at random. Are all rehashed, hackneyed, everything from the evil military, which, I mean, I've come to expect it by now. 
uh, to the the oh you can't you can't see her because her father killed your mother. <laughs> yeah, which I, I, every time I hear that, you know. <laughs> And then the whole childhood, oh, the, the you know the the crush on the girl, and of course it's always the pretty girl, of course, right? It's always it's always the attractive girl that's out of the kids' league, and the the kids a bit uh, geeky, but the girl's hot. You know, and, you ever notice like what they're doing with? I mean, with with uh, ch- child actors, or may, like say may, like boy actors, they don't yeah. give a fuck what they look like now, mm, right? They don't, they don't give give a fuck uh, like what they'll end up looking like in the future, but with the female actors. Like even this girl, what is she like? So 12, also known 13? As, also known as actresses. Actresses. Yes. Uh they absolutely are getting all these female actresses that they or, know will grow or, up to eventually be hot. Or as opposed to the male actresses? Sure. You just say actress. I mean that's that's all I'm getting at. I can. <laughs> but I won't. But no, no right. you get what I'm saying? It's like they 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 they, they cherry pick these 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 females to say okay when they get older they're going to be hot and then we can we can exploit them even longer mm-hmm. you know whereas with the male actors it's like eh whatever if they grow up and they do something with themselves they do well if they don't who cares there's much more money in being the one who discovers like the the next uh you know well, it's the old adage actress it's the old but, adage sex sells i mean that's just the way it is it's just but it was it if it le- if it bleeds it leads Okay. I'll give you that, too. Um, yeah, no, you're right. There, there is that bias. I mean, look at the Transformers, Shia LaBeouf and... Uh, Shia LaBeouf. And Fox. It's, it's always, okay, the, the guy's a bit geeky and the girl's, girl's fucking gorgeous. Did you say and, if, if it bleeds, it leads? Yeah, that... that, that yeah, the I newspaper. thought it was if it bleeds, it can breed. No. <laughs> now we're getting a whole different area here. <laughs> I'm talking journalism. You're talking... Uh, Sorry about per- that. Perversion. Perversion. It's not Which me. I, it's just something I've heard. I'm not against perversion. I'm just saying. That was, <laughs> okay. You're off. You're off topic. Is what I'm saying. But you know, yeah. And again, it's just just it's your typical thing you see in every other film. There's nothing in the film that was really original, and it it tries too hard to be poignant and and uh, nostalgic. Right. Oh, Rubik's cube. Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> and 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 they were wrong. Yes. Rubik's Cube was not around, was not in America that year. Ha ha. It was which even which even shows year, right? that, yeah, which is which yeah, it was only in Russia that year, which even proves they didn't give a shit. No. Well, I mean, mm. it's, it's a minor continuity error. So, but it's a, it's a minor continuity error that I'm sure somebody caught and they said, eh, who cares? Well, but yeah, I, I mean, at some point someone could have said, "Have we really checked this out?" And then someone said, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." Right. I guarantee you, they went through painstaking research for all like the 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 the, the movie memorabilia in the one kid's room. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And of course, the fat kid. Right. Oh, don't yeah. get me started on the fucking fat kid. See, I think the biggest reason with the <laughs> oh oh no oh, the geeky kid and the fat kid, the fat kid has the hots for the girl too. Of course. But he the does. fat kid's not going to get the girl. Nope. The geeky kid's going to get the girl. Of course. Well, uh, the you know what. Fuck you, Hollywood. Uh, the Rubik's Cube thing, if we can just revisit that just for a split second. That came out the following year in America. Yeah. Which would have made it 1980. This film takes place in 1979. So right. it would have went from a 70s film to an 80s film. Uh-huh. And I think they. I think you're right. I think they probably knew that it wasn't out uh, the year that they were saying this film takes place. 
Because if they moved into 1980, it's a whole different type of movie at that point. Even though it's like the same thing. It's like a connotation of the 80s. Yes. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're totally right. And and also, again, this this film, just like the uh, the Lovely Bones, wow, oh. the, the 70s was an idyllic uh, paradise. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the 50s. No, the 50s is bad now. Now the 70s is where everyone should have, you know, wants to have grown up. I don't really? think so. I, I thought the 70s was, I, you know, I, when I think 70s, I think like... Uh, Grimy I think, and dirty. I think like car wash. Yeah. Well, when I, when I think 70s, I think, I think grimy. I think I th- dirty. I recession. Think, I think disco. I think recession. I think Vietnam. 70s yeah. t- sounds like it fucking sucked. You go back now, like, you know, like just, all it is, is is just everybody's walking around like the the perfect seventies. Uh, again, it's just it's just perfect. It's 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 what they used to do with the fifties, right? And I'm getting sick of that. Yeah, yeah. so overhyped and yeah, I but I still had fun watching it. I mean, it's oh, a, I know, I did on film, but on, on a purist on, on a film buff level, <laughs> I, I must uh, I must protest. Buff? I bet your fucking ass I'm a film buff. <laughs> I will kick in the teeth of anybody who tries to pull that shit on me. Yeah. 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 Um. You, you got a movie? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, I just gave you one, didn't I? Oh, no, I, I gave Super 8. Yeah, right, fine. Blah, blah, blah. I played some video games. Um, I, tell you, I replayed Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, you did? And it made me realize what I what is lackluster for me in uh, Dead Island. What's it's that? Left, left for, I mean, again, the the, the cutscene writing and just the voiceover writing for Left for Dead, so good. Oh, it's really good. Characters are vibrant. There's always all this dialogue. Dead Island is like every now and then is like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Is it uh, you guys were really just like just busting the budget on the uh, on the, the the animation for the gore, weren't you? <laughs> Going to be bothered to pay someone to write some dialogue. I got gotcha. you. Well, you know what I think. I think next week we're going to do what? a little Left for Dead online. Oh, you bet your ass. As soon as we get our Xboxes back. Oh, let's not go down that route. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Girl of the Dragon Tattoo, we were talked about. Uh, I just rewatched House recently. Which one? The one from 86? Or yeah. the Christian one? No, no, the 86. 86. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Oh, that that was good. It, yeah, it's still good? It's nice <laughs> well, it's horror bad. comedy. Yeah. Ding well, dong, you're dead. I always well, remember that on the poster. Ding dong, you're dead. Classic. And I, I'm watching it, and I flash back to the audio commentary for Return of Living Dead Part Two. Oh. <laughs> well, no, yeah, Part Two, where he says, "Yeah, I think the problem was that we were kind of ahead of our time with you know a horror comedy, and audiences just weren't ready for it, and and you know it really wasn't being done back then. It wasn't as popular as it was now." You sack of shit. They're like House, 1986. This was the... That's what they did in the 80s was horror comedy. All com- right. all, all horror was comedies. That's how you sold well, it. To and like the fact that Return of the Living Dead Part 2 came out after fucking House. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it was like it was all in the 80s. That's all they did in the 80s was horror comedy. All horror films had that kind of dark humor to them. Absolutely. And House is the perfect example, and including uh, and William Cat. William Gr- Cat. Great, greatest uh, American hero, and half the cast of uh, of sitcoms from that time period. George oh, fucking, Went. Oh yeah, fucking uh, Cheers. George Went. And then Richard Mull. Yep. Who my second favorite Richard Mull film? Uh, What's my your first, first favorite, favorite? Dungeon Master. Hold on a second. Tell me, you remember the Dungeon Master? Richard Mull was in Dungeon Master. The Dungeon. Yeah, you don't remember? You, tell me, you remember that? Hold on a second. 
Oh Com- yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, of geeky, course I do. The geeky kid, the computer programmer, gets sucked into like like the the dungeon master's world. God, that was awful. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. My favorite Ro- 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 uh, Richard Mole film. Yeah, ever. he was sporting like a full beard in that one, right? He was he was like the the Merlin wizard guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was around the same time, wasn't it? Um, was that earlier? Let me look. I have, I brought up his page. I'm I'm not seeing it. Uh, let's see. House. I don't even mother, see it. Dream date. Think big. Monsters. I know he was in it. I'm not. I'm not like imagining things. That wasn't a '70s film. Wasn't that old? It was '80s. No. That was definitely '80s. Dungeon Master. I can't find it. Was it? Re- was it Sword and the Sorcerer? No. No. Did they, did they remem- rename it? Uh, I don't think so. Night Train the Terror. Oh my God, he was in something in 1967. How old I'm not. I, I'm not wrong. I know he was in it. I actually looked it up too while I was watching that movie. Maybe it was <laughs> in the 90s. Oh, maybe it was in the 90s. It had to be 90s then. Oh, you know what? You're right. It was the 90s. Yeah, Early I remember. 90s, yeah. I think I was in high school at the time. Hold on. Night Court. This is bothering <laughs> yeah, the shit court. out of me now. Bowl in Night Court. This is bothering the living shit out of me now. I know I'm not making this up. My, he was in the Mighty Max TV series. Oh, God. Uh, Flintstones, Sidekicks, Highlander TV show. Oh, It was after Night Court. Oh, it was way after Night Court. So it has to be like 94, 95. Beanstalk. I don't even remember that. <laughs> what? <laughs> this would be the best credit ever. He was in the 1996 film The Elevator. Oh. As, as Man Nun. Man. <laughs> I can see him as a nun. Almost, that almost beats Mustache Man. Yeah. Mustache Man. I don't have, see it. I, we have to give up on this. I, I'm, I'm almost positive I'm not incorrect on this. Hmm. Interesting. Damn it. I remember. I, 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 I specifically remember. I specifically remember this film you're talking about. Maybe it's not called The Dungeon Master. Maybe it's called something else. I swear it was The Dungeon Master. Because anyway. there, there's, I mean, he did other films. Um, uh, Like, what was it? It was, uh, fuck, I just saw it. Uh, Galaxis, which is like Babylon 5, which is a, a beanstalk. It was the geeky kid who was... Uh... It was the geeky computer programmer kid. God, he was in Highlander. Uh, we have to move on. I, it's it's going to kill me now. Uh, it wasn't, um, it was a movie, not a TV show, right? It was a movie. It was it was on HBO. I remember it being on HBO. Okay. And we'll have to God. revisit it at another God point. God damn it. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll have to come back to that. All right. Uh, was I going to give a movie or were you? Oh, uh, well, how? I have anything else oh, to you add did House. House? Yeah. No, not really. Just yeah, a great, just, you know, really good classic horror comedy that everyone should definitely see at some point. And you know, yeah, were, it can be campy in parts, but it's uh, definitely a fun movie. There were parts that were campy, and there were parts that were just creepily inspired. Because when I watched it again, uh, first of all, the fact that every time um, the great American hero, uh, the first half of the film, all he wore were sweaters, but with no shirt underneath. Right. And and I, it is itchy. Just watching him, <laughs> yeah. And, and he was like really showing off like the, the man pecs yeah. in the first half of that film. But they kind of 
try to portray like the the horror writer slowly going insane in this house. Yeah. And they don't they almost don't pull it off, but there are really inspired moments. And the, my favorite one was where he's at the computer typing his little Vietnam War story. Right. Which is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Martin Martin Mull is the uh, is the is the crazy vet guy. <laughs> he's literally he's like saying ah. <laughs> While he's firing into at the gooks or whatever you want to call them, and yeah. then that, that from that period, and when he tur- he looks up from the computer and he hears his his missing child laughing, and he looks up and at the he turns off the TV first, mm-hmm. and then he hears the child laughing, and he looks over at the window, and there's like a. a like a flickering image of his missing child in the window laughing and he and doesn't even blink. He just points the remote at the kid and turns it off. <laughs> that's right. He does. And it, and it works. And, and back then I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And I'm watching now. It's like, that is some really creepy shit. Yeah. Cause he doesn't even blink twice. It's like, he's already bought into the madness of the house. Right. Right. And, and, it, and it's like, it's like, instead of like thinking my, that's my son. again, it's like, I'm going to have it with this shit. Click. <laughs> It was, there was some really, I would love to see them remake it, but go straight horror. Right. And just like lose most of the humor, whatever they keep humor, keep it really dark. And, and really, yeah, but I mean, it it really inspired me. There's like, there's really some good moments in that film that I think got lost with too much of that kind of uh, gremlins, ghoulies type humor. Yeah, no, it got caught up in it a lot. Yeah. You're right. But like when like the the Marlin starts like shaking on the wall, he's like, I know. He goes and gets a shotgun and, and shoots. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's that lack of judgment for him because he's going crazy. You know what? If they remade it, I would remake it where the house is haunted, but he actually is losing his mind. Right. So the two don't mesh properly. His reactions aren't what should be, and that's the only only thing that saves him from the house driving him crazy that he's already there. And so when the house tries to do things to make him do crazy things, he does something so unpredictable that the house can't even catch him. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? I, I think no, I would, know. I, I, I'm following you, sure. If they, if they did that remake, that's that's how that film would rock. Well, you know, I'm you know, come to think of it, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a remake of that. Mm. There was the sequel, which was a straight comedy. Oh, yeah. I, that, was, that was a PG-13 as well. Right, and then the other guy from uh, Cheers was in that, Cliff Clavin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Which that. He even said we need another guy from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that came full circle. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of houses and mm. dark movies, uh-huh. Have you, you saw The Collector, right? The Collector. The Collector. Is that the one with Denzel Washington? No. No. This is, no, that, that was The Bone Collector. Oh. This Hold was on, done by the guys me, that... Let me bring that up. Maybe, I, pretty, it doesn't sound familiar. I just saw it recently, and I think you had said you had seen it. 2009? The Collector. Marcus Dunstan, desperate to replay, to repay his debt to his ex-wife and ex-con plots a heist and his new employer's uh, at his new employer's country home, unaware that a second criminal has also targeted the property and rigged it with a series of deadly traps. Is yeah, it? It was, right, yeah, that's the one. I don't think I've seen this. It's by the but the big claim to fame was is by the guy that wrote Saw one of the Saw episodes. Oh, Patrick Melton. Yeah, that's I mean that's how they advertise. Yes, it was Patrick Saw. Melton. Yeah, he, he, he wrote, wrote Saw, uh, four, five, and six. Now, have you seen The Collector? I thought you had. No, I haven't. Okay, it's a good film. It has a it has a Saw element to it that's really cool, and it's like a it's like a weird trapped in a house movie. But what makes it for me is 
there has the best best alternate scene alternate ending in the film ever really best alternate it's a it's a joke alternate ending yeah kind of but it's it's fucking perfect <laughs> it's they they what they did is they did the whole film and then they said you know what everybody's thinking this so let's just film it anyway so they never intended to use it no it was it was filmed solely as a you know everybody's screaming this at the film while they're watching it so let's just go back and show it that is fucking brilliant brilliant you, you that's beautiful to, without that i'd recommend the film because it was kind of cool yeah but you have to watch the whole thing and then just go for the alternate ending on the DVD. And I, I was just like, all right, I love you people. That's it. <laughs> you, you, it showed they had such a, a, a knowledge of what they were doing and what the perception was. Like it, It's one of those things where the film took a twist where you're like, you know what? If all he did was this or all that, you know, it's, it's that one part where you're like, you know what? You could have ended the film now. And they realized it and said, fuck it, we're going to throw it in. That's awesome. You, you, but Clyde, it was really good. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna write the film down so I don't, so I really do end up watching it. I'll, I'll lend it to you. I mean, I've got a copy of it, and I was surprised. I didn't expect to like it. You know, you, you get really jaded. You know how it is. Oh, yeah, I know. Especially about being horror jaded. films. Like, oh, another one of these. Oh, a serial killer and trapped in a house. Blah blah blah. It has some really cool moments. That's great. I, I I'm, I'm writing it. I'm really writing it down right now. I believe you. I Watch believe you. Alternate ending, because I'll forget. <laughs> but oh. House, man, that that that's the classic. It is. You know. You know what it is. What, what, in the scene where he climbs through the mirror. Uh huh. Oh right. He's rappelling down, mm -hmm. and then and then the, what, it looks like a ripoff of. Well, it's not a ripoff because they didn't do it yet. I don't think. Uh, it looked like a deadite from Evil Dead Two. But it, it was the kind of dead, yeah. Yeah, but it was that winged creature, the skeleton winged creature. Um, flies by him and he grabs the shotgun from him mm -hmm. and then it's, and it flies back and it shoots the, the rope that he's hanging from right but it, he has, but the, the winged skeleton doesn't just shoot him it really quick like spins it twice in his fingers like a John Wayne spin <laughs> <laughs> it was like why would you do that except that it's cool right and it was just you know that's why it was done only it had those little touches that showed that some somebody somewhere was actually trying to do something cool. Yep. And you really it does, you don't get that feeling that much anymore. No, you really don't. It's, in these days, it's... I mean, it's all been done before. Mm hmm You know, so they avoid doing things like that nowadays. They just do for whatever reason. What do you um, I guess I got one more movie. One more? Just one? I think I got one more. I think you've seen it, too. And that's Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I, I, I might have seen that, yes. That that was awesome. Oh. I mean, you want to talk about a good horror comedy? I mean, you can't even say it's a horror film, but there's a lot of gore in it, and it's fucking funny as hell. Now, if I have any complaint... Okay. My, my only complaint is that when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious, this is awesome, I wish I'd thought of this first. But then by the time I get to the movie... Since I already know exactly what the whole gig is, you've seen the movie already. You, you've kind of—I mean, it's still funny and it's still good. Yeah. But but that that sense of discovery that I had when I saw the trailer it's was gone. lost. Sure, you lose it. I really wish I had just like stumbled upon it on cable one night, or just like yeah, or someone said, "Oh, Scott, you got to watch this." Okay, and just like slowly dawned on me, it's like, "Oh my God, they aren't, are they?" And I think I would have enjoyed it more if I had just. If I discovered it as well. That's I was a very good it. point because 
you're right. When you watch that trailer, you you get the sense of everything that's going on in the movie. It's funny. It's a it's one of the funniest trailers that you'll you'll see around. Funnier than most comedy trailers. Oh yeah. You know. And I think you're right. I think if it was just something that you stumbled upon on Netflix streaming or um, maybe you saw in the video store or you decided to get uh, Netflix DVD and it's like, oh, this looks good. I like that actor. I like him. And then you get it and you watch it. And as you watch it, you're right. If you said you haven't seen anything from it already, it would have been something really special. Mm -hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, but it, oh, it's it's just great, and the whole and the whole the angle. And I don't, I don't even want to ruin it. Honestly. No, no, d d yeah, I you can't see. I brought it up just because I I think we needed to on the show just to, to let everyone know we've seen it and we really enjoyed it. But you're right, you can't. I mean, honestly, you if, can't if, really go into detail because then you give stuff away. Well, I mean, if you watch the trailer, it gives away what we're talking about, right? And I would implore anybody who's listening, within the sound of our voice. And you have no idea what film we're talking about. Don't look up a trailer. Do not go to YouTube and look up Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Just get it. Just rent it. It's, and watch rent, it. Get it from Netflix and just don't even read the description. Just start watching it. And just enjoy that someone finally took a new angle. Right. Uh, and you know what? I might be wrong. Maybe a film's done it in the past, but I've never heard of it. No, uh, I don't think I don't think so. And if so it this, did, if it was, I guarantee it's foreign. And if I if I if I had any complaint about the film, it would be that it wasn't dark. If you know, if if, if I was gonna do it, mm -hmm. the only the only thing I might do differently is t to make it darker. Okay. I I would if you took it down a notch and made it darker. The the way it would really be funny is if the pe the people living in the house were serial killers. Oh. <laughs> but they were minding their own business. Right. And these I kids came you. out. And they're like, you know, we're not doing this. We're, you know, we're, we got something else going on. We're really out here to just relax and not have to kill people. And then the kids keep coming, and I'm probably ruining it partly after we just said we're not going to ruin anything. But I would have, <laughs> but I would have made them serial killers, and then have the it was, as these kids it was like, they just keep on bringing more and more, like, and they're drawing all this attention. It's like, you know, we we don't know. That's why we're out here in the middle of the woods. We don't want attention. <laughs> <laughs> or or even like like or even you know something along the lines of the serial killer like uh, going straight. If you wanted yeah. to go that route, we just want to. We want to. We want to go fishing and drink beer. But you know what? But something a bit darker, where you weren't rooting for either side. Right. I follow. Or it was. Or was it? Yeah. A bit. A bit darker would have been better. But it's good the way it is. I think so. It's, yeah. It's just a real good film. Do you got a movie, or we're good to go? Wrap it up. Uh, what, what, what are we time wise, sir? Uh, we time wise. Let's see, 51 minutes, almost 52 minutes. Have you seen the remake of uh, Straw Dogs yet? No. I have, but I would really rather talk about it after you see it. Okay. Uh, I finally saw Bronson. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was okay. I like um, Tom Hardy. I think that was the first movie that I ever saw him in, mm -hmm. and I knew immediately, immediately, that he was going to become an American uh, movie star, mm -hmm. and it, it's exactly what happened. He actually what? No, no, go ahead. No, I mean he did Bronson. I mean him as Bronson is really the movie. That's really what it is. Yeah. You know, you take his character out of it, and it's just a boring. Well, it's all a boring it is. film. It's, it's, it's like biographical too. Yeah. I mean, so. 
But Tom Hardy, when he, he went and did that, and then Christopher Nolan pretty much brought him in and said, be an Inception, and he was an Inception. And then next thing you know, he's in, uh, what the fuck was the name of that movie? Where it's, it's MMA, they're MMA fighters and they're beating the shit out of uh, each other, and it's his brother. I remember and I could care less. Yeah, Warrior. It's called Warrior. There, there you go. That's what. And it then is. now he's Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, oh, good. That's a good step in the right direction. It will be. Yeah, whatever. It will. Be. Um, but, but no, yeah, I from the get go, I knew Tom Hardy was gonna he was gonna be somebody in American cinema. It, it, the only problem though is that the character, who is an actual person, an actual prisoner. Right. When you read some of the trivia behind it, um, it's like insane. And they like they even it's so insane they had to cut some of the insane stuff out because it would have been too crazy. Mm-hmm. The one, the, the one, I think the one thing I read I loved was the fact that he, he he kept he never killed anybody, but he kept taking people hostage yeah. in the prisons. And what wasn't in the film was during one of the hostage t- sequence uh, um, incidents, he the ransom he demanded was he wanted a helicopter, uh, like a, s- a certain amount of money, like in the Cayman Islands or something. Uh, a blow-up doll and a cup of tea. <laughs> a cup of tea. It was like he—he was—he didn't take anything seriously to an extent. Right. I mean, it was—he just knew he was fucking with people. And the most of the, the what I really loved that I wish was in the film in some sense was that he wrote an exercise book. Oh, that's right. I remember reading that. How to exercise in confined spaces. Yeah. Yeah, because he spent his whole <laughs> life in solitary. Right. <laughs> And the and the picture of the I looked it up on Amazon and the picture of the book is him with his mustache like just like yeah. smiling smiling like ha ah! <laughs> he he almost looks like like if if you had taken um uh, Gene Shalit and threw him in prison for a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> and that that would have been the end result that kind of manic thing with the bald head but he saved the mustache and correct me if I'm wrong but is this the only film to use the Excalibur music other than Excalibur oh I doubt it. I've never noticed the anyone using the theme music for Excalibur in a film other than this. Uh, I I didn't hear anything about that or see anything, but I doubt it. I doubt it's that exclusive. I I don't think I've never seen. I've never heard it in any other film. Mm. Of all the films I've seen, the theme music it's very the theme music is iconic. I mean, you listen to it even if oh you, yeah even if you've never seen Excalibur, you know you've heard this music. I never cared for Excalibur. I've always liked Excalibur. Just, just me, just me. I know it's just you. Can I, can I bring up one more film? Yeah, sure. Edward Scissorhands. Okay. I think I mentioned this. You just did. Recent, recently. Just, re- just recently rewatched uh, the first two thirds of it. Okay. Now I remember going to see it in the theater, opening night, uh, opening weekend on okay. a date. Okay. On uh, a date. And it was a date. Oh, that's right. You did mention that too. It was a you know high school date that kind of. So you know, and uh, so it was unsuccessful. And uh, <laughs> should have taken remember, her to see Edward Penis Hands. Wow! <laughs> and I could I'm get just a bus saying, you might have had a better shot. No, I wouldn't have. No, okay. Um, no, definitely not. And and I remember loving the film. Okay, I remember it really touched like a, a part of, inside me as I really, really felt. I felt the movie at the end. I got teary eyed at the end. The whole idea of this this artistic soul who's misunderstood by the world outcast it goes back and, in exile it goes you know self-exile and and because he knows he can't be with the outside world and and but he's still adding beauty to the world through his art 
Uh, and I, I guess it's that kind of, uh, I guess, I think, I think most teenagers feel like they're outcasts and they feel like that kind of feeling. Um, so I'm, I'm not ascribing anything special just for me, right. but I'm rewatching it now. And, and after two thirds of the film, I'm so disgusted with the film and I wanted to slap Tim Burton <laughs> because now all I see, and I'm looking at it as a kid, I'm watching it and I, and I, and I'm getting the imagery and I'm getting the symbolism. You know, it's not, it's pretty blatant. It's not subtle. It's fucking Tim Burton film. You know, I mean, you know, I, I'm getting it as a teenager, but I'm watching it now and it seemed, and, and, I, and it's rubbed me the wrong way. Cause now what I'm seeing is the, the whiny bitch artist making a film about this, this, uh, special person artist who is like in, in, he, he can't help but being artistic. Right. He is art. And he, he's dragged into this real world of dull, boring, lifeless people. And he brings he brings art and culture into their lives. And they use him and they exploit him, his innocence and his, his ability to do this grand thing that he doesn't even try to do. It just happens. And they exploit him and use him, and they don't understand him, but they still allow him because he makes their lives beautiful. And then when they can't take it anymore, they 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 shun him. And I was like, "What an arrogant prick! <laughs> really? What what a what a dick! It really made me hate Tim Burton all that more because I, I I just I, just being older, I it just I found it insulting. I can see I, that, sure. And I, and even even the idea that like this this character it's like oh he 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 even puts real clothing on because he wants to fit in but he can't help but fit in right and he can't and, wear it because he keeps fucking it up with his scissor hands oh yeah because these scissor hands are like this is like his art he can't contain it and it can't be contained or held and but what he's what he's failing to like there's there's no there's no real like there's no attempt by this person to be artistic he just is he just naturally is artistic he's just an artist by being there's no struggle right. there's no struggle to be an artist there's no attempt everything he touches turns to gold practically and everybody else is just too dense or dull or stupid <laughs> or greedy to to recognize one that he's a brilliant artist as like what jesus christ why do you just call it tim scissor hand you fuck <laughs> you 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 self-obsessed pr- oh god really really and i don't know if he got it but the one thing i liked that really kind of says well how I feel about Tim Burton now right. is is I don't know if he made the connection uh, maybe he did and I'm just being stupid but Vincent Price creates him out of the machinery he has in his uh workshop in this workshop right yeah. so he turns this machine into a uh, like a living boy and he wants to give it a heart cuz he takes that cookie he's like oh make give the machine a heart and you know of course the artist has a heart but the real people they don't Right. Except the attractive girl he falls for, of course. Well, of course, Winona Ryder. Fuck you, Tim. Yeah, but but the fact is, this artist who becomes you know this this self-aggrandized artist is created from an assembly line machine that was responsible solely for churning out identical pieces of pastry to sell in mass quantities. Okay. So, so the origins of the artist that is a self-aggrandizing artist here is just to crank shit out. Yeah. So, Car- are you saying Tim Burton just cranks shit out now? 
I'm just saying that I find it ironic that the cookie cutter machine that makes the same shape over and over again gets turned into this, you know, idealized artistic, you know, figure icon, and then you have Tim Burton who goes on to make uh, the same fucking movie over and over again. He, he does Nightmare Before Christmas, and then he goes ahead and make, makes the uh, the Corpse Bride. Well, he wrote Nightmare Before Christmas, but but you know what I'm saying he's yes, involved. Yes, he's, he's responsible for it. And then he brings up the Corpse Bride, which is like the same fucking thing. And then everything he does has to have the stripes in it. And it's like, and it's like the minute you see a scene directed by Tim Burton, you're like, oh, it's Tim Burton because I recognize that art because he does the same fucking thing over and over again. You know, he's doing, uh, he's directing Dark Shadows, right? Yeah, I saw pictures of it. And uh, Johnny hope- Depp is Barnabas Collins. You know, I never liked that, so I hope he destroys that. Um, I don't want to say I never liked it. I used to watch that with my mother. It's a soap opera. Yeah, she used to watch it. Uh, it was on every day, and I'd come home from school, and it was always on, I think, 7 or 8 o'clock at night. And she'd watch it, and I'd always just be in the room. But just because my mother used to watch it as I was growing up, I do mm-hmm. have somewhat of a soft spot for it. Not anything for the fact that I thought it was any good. I got you. Just for the fact that you know I used to watch that with my mother. I can understand that. So... I get the feeling that when it comes out, I will want to see it. You know what? Um, my mother used to watch Dark Shadows, too. She really loved that show. Mm-hmm. But she also watched Soap. Yeah. And so between the two of them, I went with Soap. Okay. <laughs> that, that's just me, though. You know, I just, you that's, know. That's a good choice. Yeah. But I, I never got into it just because it, it's a soap opera. Right. And uh, actually, if you pick up Monster Rally, which is available on Amazon.com in both book and Kindle format, oh. and you can also find Monster Rally uh, by the, with editor S. Michael Wilson at BarnesandNoble.com for the Nook as well. Or you can get it from our website at MovieSectastic.com. Or go to MovieSectastic.com and get a direct link to Monster Rally. That's right. There is, there is a chapter in the book uh, about Dark Shadows and the entire uh, tie-ins to the Cthulhu mythos and the Buffy the Vampire Slayer world. That's right, there is. V- very in-depth article about the time travel and, and, and all the uh, the links, and it really makes some really broad uh, links to Cthulhu mythos. A very good article. I highly recommend that. Yes, I agree. And if, while you're getting that, you might as well pick it up performed by Lugosi. You might as well. Might as well. I mean, you might as well. I mean, it, you well. would just do Scott a disservice if you didn't. And, and and while you're at it, if you if you're still in the mood to read more about f- horror films, you could always pick up uh, Butcher Knives and Body Counts, which features an article by myself on the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Killer Santa Claus film. Still waiting for a link for that for the site. Are you now? I am. I'm 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 a little behind. I know. That's okay. You know what? I hate to say this. I was waiting for the, my money to come in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> No, they they sent me a check and my free copy uh, and my payment for my my article in the book, but it got lost in the mail, and and I'm not the kind of person that hounds these people, so I waited like a good three months before I said, you know, I, I never got my check, <laughs> but they rushed one out right away and got it to me. I was like, okay, now I can advertise. <laughs> uh. I, I'm nice, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But it, no, no, I got that. So now, now it's good to go. Cool. Yeah, send it on <laughs> over to me, and uh, I will put that. it on our site. I'll get that to you. I don't get any money when they sell more copies, but I'll still, I'll still advertise it. Oh. <laughs> but a monster rally, get that on Kindle, and I get sure. a good. I get a healthy chunk of that change. So you know, do it. And if you if you buy it in the Kindle, I'll sign it. <laughs> oh. Hey. How does that work? 
You can also buy autographed copies, but I don't have the link for that right now. So uh, that's okay. Oh, there's also performedbylugosi.com. Oh, that's right. You do I have forgot. that site. I forgot I put that up. <laughs> My voice sounds much better since I let you talk about Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw that here, so I thought I'd get that off my chest. Uh, yeah. Wrap up, sir? Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. Oh, it's getting late. Yeah, I got I to gotta get up early for, my, for my, my long commute tomorrow. Yeah, what, from the, your bed to your computer chair? Dude, here's the deal. When I, uh, when I was driving 10 miles to work, which is not a bad commute. I used to drive 35 miles to work. Sure. I was driving 10, 10 miles to work. I would roll out of bed around 7.30, hit the shower, and get to work by 8.30. Right. I work from home now, and I, I, I punch the clock at 8 o'clock. I'm getting up at like 6. <laughs> you know why? I... I'll tell you why very quickly before we, we end the show. The reason is your home. Your home is your office now. Right. So if you wake up at 6, all right, you know that you're not, you don't have to rush anywhere. Hell, you don't even have to shower if you don't want to. No, 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 I need to, that's the first thing I said, I said, work from home, so okay, you know what, I gotta get my ass out of bed, shower, I put. I have to put on work clothing, Right. I, I, I can't, I can't be, if, if I get into that mode where I just get up, stagger over to the desk and push, you know, push the on button, I'm dead, I'm doomed, well, well, I'm doomed, no, no I understand no, that, no, but, find but, me dead up here, but what I'm getting at is, because you're home, it is the most comfortable scenario you can ask for in a working environment. So the fact that you'll wake up at 6, it's like, well, I get started around 8. I got tons of time to just do what I need to do and then start my work day. Whereas before, right. you got to think about getting up, taking a shower, possibly eating something, getting in your car, driving to your job, dealing with it. You know, it's just there's just a lot involved. What I'm getting at is I have a daily commute now of two and a half feet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting less sleep. You're getting less? Yeah. <laughs> I have no one to blame but myself. I don't know. I, I think you just had like the Christmas Day, you know, excitement. I think that'll fade off. Not that I'm saying you're going to start waking up at eight, but I think <sighs> after your first, you know, couple of days of this, you'll get into a more uh, steady rhythm of waking up at a, a, a regular time. Well, I bet your ass next week because I'll be getting up at 3 a.m. to go to the goddamn airport. Ugh. It's a 3 a.m. flight? It's like a 5.30 flight. Ugh. I think it's 5.30, yeah. How are they flying? You coach or? I don't know. On a plane. That's On a all plane. I know. Well, yeah. if you're transferring, it's probably coach because they're not <laughs> going to transfer you if it's first class. I don't know. Maybe. All, all, all I know is what really kills me is it's a six-hour flight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... Gate, but but it's like a nine-hour flight. All, I'm I'm losing three. I'm gaining three hours because I'm flying to California. Yes. So I'm gonna get up like five. I'm gonna be at the airport at five thirty. I'm gonna spend all day on the plane, and then when by the time I'm done, it's still only gonna be like one o'clock, two o'clock. That three-hour, that it's difference. Like a nine-hour It's flight. gonna fucking hit you in the face hard. Right. And then when I fly back, though. I'm gonna lose three hours, so I'm leaving at like the same time in the morning to come home. And I won't get home to like five o'clock, and that's if they don't change it. I end up getting home later, but oh. like, I, but like, it's gonna my my nine hour flight's gonna be six hours going out, and twelve hours coming back. Oh God! Or something like that. I'm probably how long are you gonna be out there for? Week. A whole week. Yep. And when are you leaving? Uh, Monday morning. 
uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day this coming Monday. Yes. Wow. I got three days of travel and two days of training. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and and, and our, are you going to be able to get uh, Ghost Dad watched for next week? I might. I might bring that with me for a little viewing. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to get some writing. I'm definitely gonna try to get some writing done. Cool. I, I was gonna meet up with uh, Gerard. He was because uh, he's in California. Oh, that's right. He's in L.A. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's uh, he's hopping on a plane Tuesday, and I'm getting in Monday, so we're not really gonna cross cross paths. Where's he headed? I didn't ask. Oh, okay. We were we were so busy talking about my new job, I didn't ask him. He did talk about he's doing a new comic book. Oh, is he? Yeah, it's a six issue miniseries. It's it's uh about the Jason Todd. Oh, okay. But it's it's he said it's, he described it as like a basketball diaries with Jason Todd. All right. And I've never seen basketball diaries, so I I have. I'm, it's it's underrated film, I think. Oh, well, that that was the one where all they got the big shit because it didn't get nominated for an Oscar and everybody was outraged. Well, I think Leonardo DiCaprio, I think it was him that was going to get nominated, not the film. Well, you know what I'm saying. They did, yeah, yeah. The film in some way did not get a nomination and everybody got bent out of shape. Well, they also snubbed him for uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. They swore up and down he was getting that Oscar. Yeah. So well, he, he, Did he go full retard? He did go full retard. That's, there you go. You never go full you retard. You never go full retard. It's <laughs> uh, still a good movie. Yo, I think so. As All long right. as as long as you talk about Robert Downey Jr. And That's right. All right, let's go ahead and end the show. Uh, I am so tired. My voice has had it. Yeah, I I drank too much wine. I'm done. Oh, you had wine tonight? I've been I got half a bottle down. I heard something fumbling around. I and I heard glass. I was gonna say something, but man and his wine. It's his own business. Celebrate two thirds of a bottle. There you of go. My, of my Chilean Pinot Noir. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready. Tell everyone what they need to do. Everybody needs to go to moviesucktastic.com. Yeah. And, and while you're there, you're gonna, you're gonna find links to our Facebook page. You're gonna find links to our Twitter se- feed, Twitter Twitter seed, Twitter feed, the Twitter seed, spawning great tweets. Yes. <laughs> um, you're gonna you're gonna find links to Monster Rally and performed by Lagosi books by myself. Yeah. Uh, which you must read. The brilliant, brilliant uh, film theory. Uh, film criticism, theory analysis, etc. Yes, and they're funny too. I'm a funny guy. I'm, yeah. I'm a I'm a card. I should be dealt funny. With. Funny how? What, Fun- am I a clown? I'm funny how or funny queer? <laughs> and French, I say French fried potatoes. Say why not both? Why not both? Uh, you can also um, listen to our podcast from the moviesucktastic.com site, or you can follow links to uh, iTunes, Podcast Pup, Podcast Pickle. Do we still have those? Yeah. Uh, Zune. Pup is uh, gone. Pickle's still Pup, there. Pup is gone. Pickle's there. Uh, Pillover. Possibly. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. Z- Zune and iTunes, basically. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Mevio, too. Mevio. I always forget about Mevio. Well, is great because we post those links directly to our Facebook, so you can actually w- listen to us live off of our Facebook. Yeah, they can listen to it right from Facebook. They don't have to go anywhere. If, if you if you like us on Facebook, we will send the newest episode to your Facebook page. You can listen to us from your Facebook page while you're playing um, uh, Farmville, Farmville. Or whatever the hell is, is popular now. Mafia Wars. I'm still doing Zombie uh, Zombie Land. Block all that shit. Whenever. I know. Oh, you know. I know. Yeah, I block it all. I, I don't care. I, I don't care if anyone's feelings are hurt. I block it. I I am not interested. 
one iota. I am not interested. And we also have our lunch.com site for reviews. We have our blog at uh, boothreviews.blog. Uh, boothreviews.blogspot.com. No, blogspot.boothreviews.com. No, it's no, you're wrong. It's boothreviews.blogspot.com, and, and I update them, so I should know. Are you sure it's boothreviews.blogspot? Yes, .com. Trust I, me. I think you're wrong. I, it's okay. You're, uh, you can think all you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can find those links on the moviesucktastic.com site, too. Basically, go to moviesucktastic.com, uh, spelled the way it sounds, and you will find links to everything we do and some stuff we don't. That's right. And just remember, never go full retard. <laughs> yeah, good advice. And, and oh, and and never mention, uh, n- never mention bombs while you're uh, getting on a plane. That's a good plan. Uh, do, do not take your box knife collection or tinfoil wrapped uh, water pistols with you on the plane. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And don't fly with me if I have uh, anything to drink. Sounds good to me. So 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 uh, happy trails, everybody, and uh, just remember, uh, never go full retard. Nice, nice. We played the music yet? We're done. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>